0: Don't wait on perfect conditions for success to happen. Just go ahead and do something. Dan Miller
1: What is the language of leadership? It is the skills, traits, lessons learned, communications, and inspirations of leaders. The Language of Leadership podcast will help you develop the successful tools renowned leaders have discovered and have used effectively, sharing with you how to be the leader you desire to be and the leader your team will desire to follow. Now, here is your host, Chuck Marting.
0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Language of Leadership. I'm your host, Chuck Marting. I come to you today with a heavy heart and profound sense of loss. On the 7th of December, I received an email from a dear friend and best-selling author, Dan Miller. He shared with me uh, the devastating news that he has advanced pancreatic cancer that has rapidly progressed beyond treatment. Dan's doctors gave him a timeline of perhaps six months, but regrettably, his time with us is drawing to a close and much sooner than anticipated. As we speak, Dan is surrounded by his loving family and hospice care. And if you don't know who Dan Miller is... He's known for his books like 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love, and he's the host of the 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast show. Dan has been a mentor, a guide, and a dear friend. His impact on my life and countless others is immeasurable. I first met Dan through another mentor and a friend, Cliff Ravenscraft, who recognized Dan as the person he trusted most to help me achieve my dream of becoming the best leadership coach I can be. Over eight months of one-on-one coaching, Dan's wisdom and guidance were recorded for me to revisit and learn from, and a treasure I will forever be grateful for. During my training, I faced a significant life event, and it was to Dan that I turned to for support. He then introduced me to Aaron Walker, Big A, this marked a turning point in my life as well, leading me to join Big A's mastermind group, Iron Sharpens Iron. So Dan's influence has been instrumental in shaping me into the leader, coach, and friend that I am today. I had the privilege of meeting Dan in person at Podcast Movement in 2023 here in Denver. And I was able to express my gratitude for his friendship and the profound impact he has had on my life. Little did I know it would be our last meeting. Though I wasn't able to feature Dan on the podcast due to scheduling constraints, I did have the honor of interviewing his daughter, Ashley Longston, who is the chief inspirational officer at 48 days and and in tribute to Dan, we will be resharing this early episode where we dived into disc personality assessments, a topic close to his heart. In light of the challenging circumstances, GoFundMe page has been set up to support Dan's family during this time. Your generosity would mean the world to them. and You can find the link to that GoFundMe page in the show notes. I want to thank you for being part of this week's episode of the Language of Leadership. I appreciate your support and the opportunity to share the wisdom of mentors like Dan with you. So let us remember to celebrate the extraordinary life of Dan Miller together. Today's leadership guest is Ashley Logston, daughter of Dan and Joanne Miller. She's the Chief Inspiration Officer and Head of Operations at 48 Days and marriage and family coach at Mama Says Namaste. Ashley works side-by-side with Dan for all things coaching-related, referring clients to 48 Days Certified Coaches, and speaking coaching on DISC personality profiles. She's also the Dean of Relationships and Family in the 48 Days Eagles community. When she's not being Dan's gatekeeper, She's collaborating on the marriage and family side to help entrepreneurial families go from surviving to thriving, using the power of personality styles and resources to be intentional about creating the family you want to come home to. Insanely optimistic, unschooling mama to three, gung ho to take life by the horns and learn from it. She and her husband, Nathan, have been RVing the States full time since October 2016 and share about awareness, intention, and thriving in the present moment with family on the Mama Says Namaste weekly podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Language of Leadership. I'm your host, Chuck Marting, and today, my guest is Ashley Logston. Ashley, thank you for being here. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. It's an honor. Of course, I was thrilled to get your request (laughs) to talk today because this is a topic that I am very passionate about and I could talk for days about. So I'm thrilled to be on here and definitely see it as being a great resource and asset for leaders.
0: You know, before we get started, I got I to gotta honestly say that when I first started, I didn't know what DISC was until you and I had talked. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I fully understood the impact that it was going to have on me as a leader, but also on my team that I had employed. And before I took my own disc assessment and understanding my personality and stuff, um, I was amazed at just there are just a few questions that you're answering. And then all this stuff comes out and you're looking at it. And I'm like, going, holy crud, this is pretty accurate. It's, it's hitting on all, mm-hmm. all wheels here. And then um, I went to my wife about it. And that's when, after I had gone through disc, I decided that I that we needed to incorporate that into our business with our team. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, since we have done that, um, the four people that we've hired since then have been the best employees I've ever had. And our company oh, has amazing. grown by 20% each year that we've had them here. And so for me as a leader, it it really helped me to understand how to communicate with them, how to motivate them, their style of of instruction. So, you know, obviously there are things that they are not perfect, but neither either am I. but in order to go to them to help them improve on something, mm-hmm. it's like I have a blueprint now that I can look at and say, okay, this is the best way for me to effectively help them help themselves and to be able to get the job done. So I got to thank you for teaching me this and allowing mm-hmm. me to go through this and to be able to do this with my team because I have definitely seen the benefit of it. And it's made my job as a leader a lot easier.
1: Oh, I love that. And yeah, I, I often reference it as, you know, it's kind of a cheat sheet when for hiring um, because it allows you, whether it's for hiring purposes, for leadership training, for, um, for your, uh, oh shoot, your, your check-ins with people, evaluations, anything like that, it helps you to immediately go to a, a deeper level with people because you have this third party assessment that's saying, you know, hey, you know, John likes detail. So then you can say, instead of saying, you know, I've noticed you're highly analytical, you can say, you know, hey, this says that you like detail. Does this resonate with you? Is, this, is, is that true? And it helps to bring out those um, those deeper strengths that people have or potential um, potential reaction mode that is not in their best light. And it brings that to the forefront in this kind of unbiased third-party assessment as opposed to to, two people pointing fingers at each other. So, so yeah, it is so helpful for that. And I do want to say that, you know, all these personality profiles, there are a lot of personality assessments that are out there. Um, and you've got DISC, you've got Myers-Briggs, you've got the Enneagram, you've got Colby, you've got all of these different assessments that are out there. And these are not the end-all be-all. This is not the, I'm going to now carry my identity as a high D personality style or as, a, as an eight on the Enneagram or anything like that. What we really want to look at these as are doors, these are, these are tools to open the door to self-awareness. And that's really the key in these. And so when we talk about leadership, the more self-aware we are as leaders about where our strengths and weaknesses are or what might trigger us into reaction mode, the more effective we're going to be as leaders. And for those people that we're hiring and that we're bringing into our team, the more we can understand, again, what's going to set them off, what's going to be a sweet spot for them, we can better delegate and empower our team to really thrive in their, in their zone of genius and not just doing what is, you know, doing what they're told to do. We found that our job descriptions have really shifted as we hire based on personality style and we create, we, we start to see, okay, maybe, you know, maybe this task is not helpful, but this task is really great. And we, we really are able to create positions um, that fit the person so well that they're able to take it even further than Mm -hmm. if we were to just say here, this is the role conform to everything that we say here.
0: So when you have a new leader that's, that's coming in, um, how vital is it for them to do this first before just saying, okay, I need to give this to everybody else. Do you think that it's going to be key to their leadership or in helping them assess the kind of leader they're going to be?
1: Yes. Um, Let's do a quick breakdown for anybody that is listening that doesn't know DISC, um, doesn't know what these are. Um, So a really quick analogy for doing this is to actually relate it to animals because we can instantly get those descriptive ideas in our heads. So if we related this to birds, we would be looking at an eagle as a high D. So a high D personality style is going to be somebody that's very quick to get to the bottom line. They are, um, they are, when you think of an eagle, you think of the symbol of of freedom and power and leadership. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that's, that's oftentimes the, um, the, the perspective for a D personality style. They are very decisive. They are determined. They um, love to get, get to the bottom line. What is the end result? They can be great at delegating and um, great at at make at. Tackling a challenge, they let, they thrive under pressure. Um, that is your high D eagle. Your high I is going to be like a parrot. Um, think very colorful in every way. Um, high I personality styles are very are the influencers. They are very, um, very they can be very charismatic, great storytellers, very engaging. They're going to be great for building that initial trust and rapport with people and um, getting to know people um, and reaching out and, and, and find, learning learning from the new. Then you have your S personality style, which is more uh, like a dove. Think peacemaker. They are the steady, the steady ones that are great in supportive roles, and they are uh, they do not care for conflict. So they're gonna they're going to. My best analogy is always they flow like water, and just like mm. water will flow toward the path of least resistance and will go for ease. Um, they also, like water, can be a force that is a force to be reckoned with. Um, water can be very powerful. So it does not mean that somebody who likes peace does not uh, does not have strength and power. They they can lead in a very powerful way, in another in a an, in a different way than with that eagle would, for example. And then your your C personality style is like an owl and when you think of the image of an owl you usually think of you know the owl, the wise old owl with all the facts well a c personality style loves all the facts um, they are very analytical um they are very uh, c was stands for compliance and i first thought compliance do not necessarily just give in and comply but c's want to know how was this done in the past and if it was done this way why break it um, let's let's keep doing this. Let's keep things the same unless I can innovate and create better. But I'm going to be looking at the past for answers. I'm going to be looking at systems and facts. I want to know the why behind things. And I want to dig into the details and they thrive in the details. So that, that's a quick summary of these different personality styles. Clearly, a leader in each of these roles is going to approach people and experiences in very different ways. Mm. So a high D leader Who recognizes that they are a high D and they're hiring for a supportive role where they're wanting to have somebody with great connections for customer service, for example, where maybe that high S personality style would be really great. Well, that leader, knowing that they're a high D, knowing that they're interviewing a high S, can approach them in a different way than if they were talking to another D personality style. Just simply recognizing that an S doesn't care for confrontation and wants to be seen and support um, can change the way that you interact with that person. And you end up getting the best out of someone, not when you change who you are, but when you, you speak their language. Mm. And, and I love that, you know, the title of the podcast, the language of leadership. I mean, this is the language of connection. It's not changing who you are, but it's learning the language of how you connect to the people that you want to interact with, whether that is your team, whether that is, people that you're hiring or whether that's your customers or clients and beyond that. And of course, then I can take it even further, uh, which is what I do with mama says namaste into your home. I mean, these conversations and understanding who we are, help us to move forward with intention versus reaction. Because when we are set off, um, and we are under pressure, we tend to go into reaction mode. And that high that eagle that high D can become a micromanager who is insensitive to people's feelings because it's all about the end result and the task. And that high I under reaction mode can end up being so flighty, shiny object syndrome and dropping the ball everywhere um, because they're so overwhelmed with so much. Your S's can end up um, just flat out giving up. Quitting because um because there's too much there's too much overwhelm and overload mm-hmm. and um they can kind of stick their feet and you know get get very uh stubborn with, with their stance or just drop it and quit and give up and then your c's can get yeah can get very stuck in the way things need to be to the point that they cannot move forward and get get that analysis pro- paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. so um so there are those things that can set us off and put us into reaction mode. And the more we, the more we know, the more we are aware and intentional, the better we're going to connect and the better we're going to lead.
0: Wow. I, and I was shaking my head as you're saying that, cause I'm seeing my own team and how that works. And I, I mm-hmm. have a person that's a high S and so with me being a C, I know I have to approach her in a totally different light than the way I mm-hmm. foresee things. And, and in fact, sometimes I have to run things by my, my wife first, before I do this, just to make (laughs) sure that I'm not in unintentionally saying something that I think means one thing, but can be construed a different way by her. Um, but as you were saying, she is awesome with my clients and talking to them Mm -hmm. and explaining process and being able to be thorough with that part of it. And and she loves talking to them and she loves sharing that with them. Um, and then I have, a couple other people that are C's and I got one person that's a D and and so we've been able to put them in those spots where they're going to flourish. And, and it's been amazing in, in seeing that. I think that one of the things that was amazing to me is a lot of times with like with my team, what I have found is that, um, explaining what this is and how it's going to help them. So can, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about how to get buy-in with your team as far as how this is going to Benefit them, not only that, but benefit you as a leader and in, in what you're trying to accomplish for your business.
1: Mm, yeah, um, I'm a I'm a big advocate of example first. Mm-hmm. So um, I will tell you this: a very powerful way to um, to have your whole team on board is when they've seen you already effectively lead by respecting their strengths, by respecting who they are. I think about that when it comes to you know ways to motivate. Um, just like you were talking about, you need to see, okay, how do I speak to this S personality style? Um, I, I love that you have a filter of your wife. but My, my filter is my husband, and he he checks my emails. Yep. Um, as a high D woman, he checks my emails <laughs> to say, okay, yep. in the written text, is this coming across as too direct or is this coming across um, a little bit more kind? And I... Um, And it helps to see like, what are those motivating factors for people? So there are D's and C personality styles. Praising the task means a lot Mm -hmm. um, to that person. So if I'm going to praise somebody who is a D or a C personality style, I'm going to praise what they've done. I'm going to look at, hey, I really appreciate how you pulled that spreadsheet together. That was bogging me down. And I so appreciate what you've done here. Um, for that C personality, for example, or for a, or for a D, you know what they've accomplished and, and giving them that support and encouragement for an S and an I personality style. They're very people focused. And so they're, they're going, going to be looking for the relationship. So a better praise for them is how, how they made you feel how they were aware of what was going on, you know, Hey, I really appreciate you, um, you know, sticking up for me back there. I was, uh, I was getting a little bit bogged down or I, you know, you, I can't believe you remembered that that was the coffee that I liked. I really appreciate that. (laughs) You know, those little details matter. And when we can give that support and encouragement and we can show value to our, uh, to our team, by us personally, as leaders, recognizing their strengths and pulling that out and praising them in the right way. That is a really easy sell for everybody else to get on board. Because at that point, they're going to say, you know, you, you can say, you know, hey, I've been working hard at, you know, at looking at how I can support you as a team better. And this is something that I've learned. And I've learned these things about myself. So I mean, I am a big fan of the leader stepping up number one is the example and number two with transparency let train your train your team train your people on how to work with you first and foremost i'm a high di personality style when you send me an email i love bullet points when you come to me with a problem i really appreciate if you've already thought through a solution and can propose it to me i have a much higher likelihood of of responding uh, favorably if I can tweak and adjust what you've come up with, as opposed to you coming to me and just delivering a problem. Um, and so you're going to get a better response out of me. When you start educating people on how to work with you, and then you can say, I learned this through this." that's a great opportunity to have other people excited about it because you're not saying you need to know who you are. You need to fix yourself. You need to show up in this way. You're saying I have learned a lot and I want to, I want to pass this knowledge on and empower you as my team to step into your greatness and not just be a yes man and do what I say.
0: I think that the biggest thing that I've learned from this, from my own assessment is a lot of times you hear the phrase that, um, that the leaders are born. And I found that that's not the case. Leaders Mm -hmm. are people Mm -hmm. that have learned how to become Mm -hmm. leaders. And the biggest takeaway that I've got from DISC is being able to see my team that I have and how they can add to me to help me be successful as well. So like what you're saying, One of my, my S person that's here in the office, she see things that I don't, because I'm busy doing stuff and trying to put things in order and, you know, I've got to have order with things and, and she understands that. And and I came in like today and there was some stuff that was, I was wanting to do, but I put it off to the side. It's already done. She just did it. Mm -hmm. Didn't even ask. And like you said, she likes praise. She likes to be recognized for those things so what's a, what's a 10 or $15 Starbucks card to be able to come up and say, you know what, I really appreciate what you did. That Uh was awesome. And this is how it helped me. Thank you. And I give her that card and she's like, I just made her day, you know, it was a $15 card, but you know what, what did it mean to her? It's huge because she's being recognized. And so, um, I think that having been in a position where I really wasn't in a leadership position where I am now, and I have those Mm -hmm. eyes looking at me to be able to do that is great. Um, And I've been able to share that with other people and said, you know, this is why you need to look at DISC and this is how it's going to help you as a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that's so important, especially today, because um, I think after COVID and people going back into the workplace, we're seeing a lot of leaders that are kind of lost. They've Mm -hmm. kind of lost that momentum and they're trying to get back on track. And I think this is the perfect thing for them to start with, not only for themselves, but for their team as well to Mm -hmm. people to get that success that they're needing. Um did you see things like this with um with COVID, with people having to work from home, did you see how DISC was either helping them or causing some problems with them?
1: Yes. Oh, well, I feel like, oh man, when when 2020 first happened, there was a I ended up there was a poem that I read that just really hit me at that moment. But one of the things that it said is is that, you know, This is a time of people, you know, kind of being forced to sit with their shadows. And Mm. uh, during this time of 2020, um, there were a lot of people that were facing the reality of who they were um, in in a whole new way because the busy stopped. Because we were we because it, it stopped, we had the silence of oh, we have to sit with who we are and who I am and what I've created. And we saw a lot of people then that that shifted because of that. And for some, it was, you know, they spiraled down. For some, it was the wake-up call they needed um, to to have a new approach. And in that, there, there's been a lot of opportunity for introspection. And this is such an easy way to get there, such an easy way to dig deeper with it. So, yes, I mean, the clients that I've worked with and the people that I have talked to um, and, you know, just things that I've done with 48 Days with, Um, Different groups and walking them through seeing their graphs and seeing how personality styles changed and shifted as they as people kind of went in and out of survival mode, or kind of figuring out who they were or who they wanted to be coming Mm -hmm. out of this. And who do I want to show up as next? Um, is really powerful. And I know, I mean, even personally, for me, I use the profiles as a check for myself to get myself back in alignment. I mean, here I am. I've lived and breathed profiles literally my whole life. I grew up with this. Yeah. It was part of my homeschooling when I was a kid. Wow. And, um, and so I, I've lived and breathed it. And I still recognize the power of taking profiles throughout my life, not because my personality changes, mm-hmm. But my connection with myself can. And there are those times in lives where we have transitions, where we have things that shake us, jar us, or maybe question where we question who we are, who we want to be. And those are those moments to have the opportunity to rewrite our story. Where do we want to go from here? And what can we use? And how can we be more true to who we are? And the profiles are such a great way of doing that. Um, during the pandemic, I went in full leadership mode. That was all D personality style. Oh, wow. And I have I and C as well as a part of who I am. But I put those on the back burner. I was putting out fires left and right. I was making decisions. I was helping everybody else to, um, to not panic and everything else. And I got so much in it. I started feeling Uh, those extremes of the personality style, every, every personality style has a different emotion they sit in and a D would be anger. And I was getting angry. I was sitting in anger a lot more and I took the personality assessment again. And I looked at my graphs and I noticed that um, in, yeah, that I, that I had, I had, Completely forgotten the other elements of who I was, <laughs> and you know, something as simple as seeing it on that profile was the wake up call that I needed to go put down my work. And mm-hmm. it was not that I changed anything with my work, I actually what I did is I looked at where do I need to fuel myself so that I'm better overall, and it was in my personal life. I went outside and I jumped in the pool with my kids, and I swam around with my kids, mm-hmm. and I didn't wait to be invited. I went in and I had fun. <laughs> I picked up cross-stitch as a super detailed uh, hobby and I added in two things, playing more with my family and doing a a technical, you know, detailed um, craft. Hmm. And these two things were able to feed and recharge me. And I came back to work way less angry and way more motivated for what I could bring forward. And so the insights that you can get from these profiles and yeah, how much they can kind of affirm where you're at and where you want to go, where it may be that, okay, you know, I recognize that these profiles, there's no right or wrong. It just tells you where you're at in life. So, you know, this profile is showing I'm really in a transition right now. Mm. And I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to come in as the new leader for this company. And I, I, the last leader was a high D, I'm supposed to be a high D and you're doing everything. And you're actually an S, S C personality, SIC, you know, SCI personality, you're a different combo. It's, there's only so far you can go in that without it becoming something that's so much of a strain because you haven't recharged in those natural ways for yourself and you suffer Mm. burnout. And so when you can take an assessment and get a quick insight into, okay, is my, is my core at who I am? reflecting well with who I'm who I'm trying to present to others? Am I the same? Or am I trying to carry two different personalities here? And it's going to burn me out in the end. Um, So there's so much that you can get from it that can just help you to do those little course corrections. You know, like I said, I mean, with mine, I had a skewed profile where it was, it was up and down. And it wasn't that, you know, I'm horrible with who I am, I've lost who I am, it wasn't that I had to do a major change. But I noticed these tiny shifts that added enough of a recharge that I was more refueled and energized and less angry for everybody.
0: Mm. Well, and you you bring yeah. up a, a question that I was going to ask you, and and that is, I know that over time your profiles can change or your mm-hmm. how the whole thing lies. So, how often should we look at reassessing or, or doing it the the evaluation again or? is there a time limit or is it just when you start noticing like what you were saying, you were starting to notice things here and there Mm -hmm. and you did that. Is that when you do that or is it a good time to say, okay, I'll check this again in a year or two years or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah. um, I, I oftentimes I look at doing profiles. If I'm looking at a check-in of, you know, I think things are going pretty well and um, but I, I'm, I'm afraid I might be missing something here. If you're, if you're not quite sure if you've got a blind spot, it's a good opportunity. Um, another time is uh, oftentimes for, for people that I'm seeing, they're giving they're taking assessments during transition time because I'm a coach. They're coming to me um, because I'm going to coach them through a transition time. So I often see profiles that are very skewed and we're, we're really addressing the fact that the reality that they already know. I'm mm-hmm. not happy. Um, if you're not happy, that's a good time to take an assessment because you can see you know, which, which one of these might be the best thing to feed your happiness. Because again, mm-hmm. it's fed in different ways. Is it fed through accomplishment? Is it fed through hanging out with friends? Is it fed, fed through um, security of, of, um, of systems and routines? Is it fed through getting to the details? Um, you can find different ways to motivate and recharge you. So when you are feeling stuck when you are looking for blind spots. And um, those are my two, my two main times that I'm going back and redoing a profile and looking at it again. And then oftentimes what I do is if I do that, then I say, you know, follow up in a few months, you know, now you're, you're, now you're beyond the transition, you know, now, now you have been in this, this new leadership role, for example, you've been in this new leadership role for six months. You've worked out some of the kinks. You've gotten to know the people, and you've stopped just performing. You know the honeymoon phase is over. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got the honeymoon phase over, and you worked through this stuff, now let's let's see. Does your profile show that? Does that is that showing that you are in alignment with who you are and what your natural strengths are, and you're not overexerting yourself where you're going to risk burnout?
0: You know, one of the things that I noticed too is, as I've gone over this with my team, as far as their DISC assessment and, and helping them to understand it, um, I also found that some of them have gone and shared that with their spouse or with their yes. family. And then their families come back and they've gone like, wow, this is pretty cool. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and I've had every one of them come back and say that their family said it was right on. Which is huh. kind of cool and amazing, you know, <laughs> because yes. you're only answering just a few questions and it's, it's, it's very intriguing for me as to how that works. But one of the things that I mentioned to a couple of my team members, because they have gone through um, some things that are affecting them at home, which can affect their performance mm-hmm. at, at work not only to review that, but also maybe have people in their family look at doing one, not so much for leadership in a business, but I know there's different types of DISC assessments that people can take. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that on, on how that would work with people?
1: Yes. And that is, that's definitely the other sweet spot, um, that I have, uh, for as much as I'm passionate about personality styles, um, families is definitely a big part for me. And so uh, in my father's business, 48 days, I'm working with people on really crafting the life they love around the work that they're doing. Mm. And so I went to um, so even with even with dad's latest edition of his book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, I I was really pushing for add the and the life. Because mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing to do is when I'm working with people in the business sector, i'm what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, that's that's well and good. Maybe this entrepreneur and these great ideas they have, that's well and good. How does that align with the life you want? Mm-hmm. how How is that going to support the life that you're dreaming of? Because oftentimes, especially in leadership, we can we can, We can work our way to the, you know, and then I'll be happy. And then I'll find the, you know, and then I'll be able to enjoy it all. And we work ourselves like dogs to the point that we've forgotten how to enjoy it. Or we've broken the relationships. We've severed the relationships. We're in poor health. We've done all these things because we've worked ourselves ragged. So I'm always for checking how does this fit into your life so that you are recharged enough that you can give your best in work. And so, um, so I really work with people on that. And so I created Mama Says Namaste um, for my family relationships coaching. Mm-hmm. And so with Mama Says Namaste, what we're doing there is, yeah, working with the full family. And there are so many business principles that can be carried over. And we spend so much time focusing on business and what is our mission statement? What's our vision? And when do you do that with your family? What's mm-hmm. your vision for yeah. your family? Have you ever actually sat down with your partner and said, like, what does this relationship look like um, or uh, or you know, what are our dreams together? What's our what are our ultimate goals? I mean, those are questions that are so powerful and you will get so much more support for those crazy times at work when you have a, a family that understands and is on your team. And so what the profiles can do is really allow everybody to, just like in the work sector, can can look at how can we work as a family team? What are your strengths that you can bring into the family? And, you know, how do I as a parent know what to motivate you with or what's going to set you off? So we have profiles and I have profiles with Mama Says Namaste. Um, I have a quick assessment even for you to kind of get a read on a toddler and and everything. Now, Granted, they're still developing a lot, but you can learn so much for how to speak to and how to motivate. Um, My high C daughter, I have. Raised very differently than my high D daughter. Mm. Uh, My high D daughter and I have conversations that I would never have with my C daughter because (laughs) they hurt her feelings. But, but for my um for my D wired daughter, it it is we're able to to speak in a a very a a much more um, succinct and abrupt way.
0: (laughs) It's a a love language, basically. Yes,
1: yes, and so yeah, learning the different languages for your family is such a great way to also help them to weather. Whatever you are doing outside of the home, so that you can understand that hey, you know, my wife really needs to have some security and I'm about to go into a big business venture. And if I just tell her that I'm going to make this leap, that's really scary. And she's going to immediately go into shutdown because her security has been rattled. If I know this about her, I can approach this in a different way. Yeah. I can. You know, I can just have a have another conversation and la- and lay it out in a way where she can support me where she's mm-hmm. she's more open to this conversation. So understanding the dynamics at home make a huge difference. And like you said, I mean, what happens at home is carried over into work. We cannot compartmentalize our lives. um that's why I'm a fan of, you know the the functional medicine idea of its mind, body soul. I mean, you have to address more than just just the you know, the one broken arm. what what else is going on in mm-hmm. your in your body? Um, what else is going on? When you have somebody who's showing up at work who is struggling, there is typically there are other parts to the story going on. and this is such a great way to get insight and learn instantly motivators, support, and triggers for people to help them to to bring out their best.
0: you know i've I've told my wife and uh, one of our managers, I said, you know, we see the people on our team sometimes more than their own families do. We know mm-hmm. when they come in, if something's going on, we, we can pick up on that sometimes quicker than their own family does. Or mm-hmm. we've, had oper- we've had times where we've had family members call us and say, hey, I'm concerned about so-and-so. Have you seen anything at work that would cause them to be distracted or whatever the case may be? So then, then that, mm-hmm. that kind of keys in for me as a, as a leader to be able to say, okay, I need to kind of, um, check in with that individual and see what's going on if there's something I can help them with and I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is it's been such a strengthening tool not only for me but for my team and so I know uh, through my own experience how powerful this can be and mm-hmm. and where it can go so i mean i I don't see a downside in this in 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 having to learn how to do this and to implement it into your team. so mm-hmm. if we have people that are wanting to, uh, get with you on this to go just a little bit deeper. Cause like what you're talking about with a toddler, being able to know that language to talk to them, I think that's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. especially for new parents, you know, when you're just trying to figure things out. Um, there's no instruction manual that come with these kids you kind of <laughs> have to learn it on your own and, yeah. um, anything that you can get to help you is, is awesome. So if you could talk a little bit about that, cause I am definitely going to put that information in the show notes Um, I want people Uh to be able to reach out to you to be able to um, find out more about DISC because I know that it can be a very powerful tool for anyone that wants to take the time to learn it, to uh, put it into play. So what do we need to do there?
1: Yes. Um, So I have, and I have a lot of content on my podcast um, where we do talk about the personality style. So the Mama Mm -hmm. Says Namaste podcast is a great one. And since your podcasters listening to this podcast, yep. that's the first place I'm going to send you is that's to the awesome. Mama Says Namaste podcast. We actually started it out. I started it out in season. So I have a whole season on personality styles. It's the first season. Um, I actually, that's the only season I've done by myself though, because the second season went straight into marriage. And I mm-hmm. uh, talked to my husband into joining me. And after... But 263 episodes, he's still with me. So, um, <laughs> my husband and I share, uh, share a lot on there. And we talk a lot about personality styles because it does, um, it does add so much to this. Um, so, I wanted to share Mama Says Namaste podcast. If you are looking for digging deep with your family and really learning um, about how to get started there, um, I. Go going to Mama Says Namaste dot com, and you can have that in the show notes for uh, for how to spell that. Um, but Mama Says Namaste dot com, um, there are a lot of resources on there. Um, I actually have, if you do the forward slash Discovering You, that is a whole course that is. I encourage families to even go through it together um, and is great for families or for leadership just for understanding how it works. It's how to open those doors to self-awareness. Um, so I want to share that one as, as well. And, and when you go to either one of those pages, you'll have a pop up. that's also going to give a free download that shares a lot more about it's, it's some quick connection tips. So quick mm. communication tips for each personality style. Um, so that's that's super helpful, and that'll be on either page. The just the main homepage. There's a pop up on there, and then also on that course page. So um, those are some great ways to get started. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, I I want to just reiterate. You know, the best. Uh, well, the, one of the best ways for leadership to have great people is to see them as people is to get to know who they are. Awesome. And, um, you know, I, we just did a podcast episode this week and my husband was coming. We were talking about anger and this, uh, the the frustration with anger. And he said, you know, rage is, uh, is just grace when you don't see, Hmm. or, 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 you know, rage is shoot, rage is, um, you rage can turn to grace when you see deeper is mm-hmm. what I know. By that. Mm-hmm. And so with that, because rage and grace, you know, there's one letter apart and I, I loved how we, oh. we kind of dug deeper into that. And I never really thought about that before, but rage, rage is shouting at an empty vessel. Rage is when we get so angry. And oftentimes that anger is, I know for me personally, you know, can be built with my own frustrations of myself, frustrations about who I am or what I didn't get accomplished. And um, and so we can we can end up you know, shouting out at everybody else. But when we take that moment to see and to really look into who other people are and um, where they're at and what might be triggering them and um, getting a little bit deeper with that empathy, that's where we really understand how um, how the uniqueness in each of us can strengthen all of us. And we then are able to really tap into those powers where we are way more successful. So if you want a successful team, if you want a, a team of people, you don't have to handhold and you don't have to walk through everything and micromanage and you want a team that you can trust, get to know them on a personal level at the beginning, get to know a little bit deeper on what triggers them, what motivates them so that you can be their, their cheerleader team that says, hey, go for it. I trust you to be able to do it because you've worked with them and gotten to know them a well enough to begin with, you've been intentional on your investment, so they can be intentional on theirs and they can step up and really shine to give you the best and make the company thrive even more. Um, there's so much power in that. And I feel like the the whole great resignation uh, concept of people pulling out so often the people that have pulled out, it's not that everybody's quitting their jobs. The people that are quitting their jobs are the people that are tired of not being seen, mm. the people that are tired of not being treated Um, with respect, with Mm -hmm. consideration, um, not being trusted to do anything. Um, Those are the people that end up moving away, um, because they're not seeing it. So so trust your team, empower your team. And you can do that by knowing them, knowing what their skill sets are, what they can bring to the table, and letting them do that. And you end up with just like you said, those those employees that, that uh, that that are helping you and you're making, your you know, you are more profitable as a company because of the fact that you have been more strategic about who you hire and helping and empowering them to be in the right fit for them so they can confidently represent your company.
0: Awesome. You know, this has been great. Thank you for uh, sharing. And I know that we're coming to the end of, of the podcast here, but I I have a couple of things that I do at the end. And I I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you and all the things that you've done and how your leadership skills have shined through as far as being in association with you, mm-hmm. seeing how you interact with other people and you truly live what you what you preach. And it's very obvious. And it's obvious in how people react and how people respond. So I just want to thank you because sometimes people don't get that acknowledgement that that it's recognized and what you do matters. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Um
1: thank you. I appreciate the,
0: that. The other thing I wanted to ask, and and it's something that I've learned in leadership too, is that it's it's a continual process. Um, I have found that there's so many different things in leadership that I can take from here and there and put them together and keep adding to the the arsenal that I have of tools to to pull on. Um And one of those things that I really love doing is to study and to read and to learn more. And so if, if you were to go to lunch with somebody and you were to have a discussion with them and they said, and and you were talking to them and you, and you would look at them and and say, look, you know, you've really got to read this book. This is something that's really going to help you. What would that book be? Goodness. This is
1: so I'm on a book kick right now. I've I've just finished my 16th book this year. And um, yes, and I have been going through so many and it is so hard to choose just one. So so many has to do so much has to do with what um, who I'm talking to. Um, So when I'm talking about uh, when I'm talking about leadership, um, a quick book that is a really great one for getting started, um, is, is the one thing by Gary mm. Keller, okay. um, quick and easy and keeps me focused on what's my one thing. So I'm not too overwhelmed. So, um, the one thing and the power of full engagement is another one that is a great one. And I'm blanking right now on who wrote that one. Um, powerful engagement is the name of it though.
0: I, Those... will, I will find it, put it in the show notes. So Yes.
1: There. Those are two great ones. Now I'm going to give one other one though because this is one that I this was the first book I started out with at the beginning of this year. My father got it for me for Christmas and I I devoured it and then I read it through every single bit of it with my whole family and mm. we all read it together. So I've gone through this book twice this year and that is Atlas of the Heart by Brené Brown.
0: I've heard of so I've not read it. So this is her
1: Yes. And the reason I love it is because she identifies every single emotion that's out there and gives you way more of a language and a vocabulary for what it is and those little nuances that can take, you know, What's empathy versus sympathy versus pity? And you can see those little nuances that can change and completely, dif- you know, completely have a different relationship with somebody, a different interaction with somebody. So it's a powerful one for um, getting insights into all of the different emotions that are out there and, um, and how to how to flow through them. I mean, we, we aren't here to block out all of our emotions, but we're here to figure out how to utilize them in the best way so we can keep moving forward. And, um, and I, that book has been, was wonderful for it. And I definitely enjoyed that
0: one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure that you're going to be a guest that I'll probably, uh, need to call on again because you've got so much information and it's very vital for what we do. So I want to thank you for being here and, uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Language of Leadership. This podcast is dedicated to help you navigate your leadership journey. You will learn the language and skills you need to be the leader you want to be. Remember, the language of leadership is an art. It is why your team wants to follow you. Take care.